Just Jamie, ooh ah, and Thomas too, ooh ah. Just Jamie, she's the one you gotta listen to. Fucking genius. You're welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I have got my beautiful co-host, Thomas, next to me. He uh, is my plant. For those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome. And for my regulars, I missed you. Um, I have had quite an interesting week from my side. Thomas is not doing very well at the moment. He's just gone a little bit. His ends are a little bit unhappy. So he got a proper haircut this week and he's he's calmed down. But for those of you guys that are following, I've taken up farming as far as I keep calling it. Um, I am trying to grow seeds at the moment. One in particular is for a plant called the sensitive plant. And I'm having absolutely no joy with these things. I think that's the reason why I couldn't find them anywhere. Is they're so insanely difficult to grow. And I keep getting them to like the little seedling part and then they die on me. So I'm having a really tough time with them. I now have 10 different little pots going to try and get just one of them to grow. So I'm hoping that one of them will come right. And I've also got some monsteria seeds. And then I went, for those of you that listened last week, I went, oh, was it last week or the week before now? Just the weeks are flying by. But I went to Oaxaca with a friend of mine, um, which I actually gave a really good service shout out to. And we got some seeds, um, some chili seeds with the, when you get your uh, the bill at the end of the evening. And it's popped up. It's actually growing. I'm really proud of myself. But I actually have my brother in my flat with me today. He came and spent the night with me last night. And um, it's been really quite nice to catch up with him. So he is in my flat. I asked him very nicely to be on my podcast. And he refused profusely. So um, I'm hoping that sometime within my um, my podcast, he's going to he's gonna suddenly like get a little bit of confidence and want to join along. But he's hiding in my bedroom at the moment while I record this. So <laughs> he's not with me. But we sort of had have had a chat and you know, brothers and sisters, you know, we we're exceptionally close family. So it's really nice to have him have him around for the night, actually. Um, but this week I'm really not an adult. I was I've been driving around, running errands, doing stuff in my car, and just happened to like look down and realize that I literally had three miles before my car was out of fuel. Um and luckily I was right next to a petrol st- uh, like a fuel station. But just just didn't pay attention to the necessities of my own vehicle that I needed. So it, I almost had a massive issue with having to be <laughs> stranded without any fuel. Um, but yeah, luckily I I just seemed, magically seemed to have found, found the, you know, looked at it at the right moment. Because um, if I'd been anywhere further than I was, I would have been absolutely screwed. I wouldn't have been able to get <laughs> get anywhere. Um so touch wood, I don't, I should like sort of better look, better look at things around me and sort of pay more attention to what's relevant. Um, but yeah, I'm still dairy free. I'm enjoying it, guys. I must say I see a huge difference um, in my weight as well. I feel like I'm losing a bit of weight from it. I'm struggling to do the gluten free though, to be honest. Um, you know, when you, when you can't have any like cheese, it's really difficult to then not just at least have the crackers. So I'm struggling with that. And I, I, I had a, I, me and my brother went for a really nice long walk. Um, and uh, with our walk, we stopped by a really lovely, ga- um, uh, I almost said gallery for some reason, bakery. Um, and got some gorgeous breads. And uh, they had these massive, beautiful, yummy looking croissants, which um, we got. And I said, oh, let me stop and get some like ham and cheese. And then Nick can take the cheese ha- home with him. Nick is my brother. Um, and I sort of got some like uh, dairy-free butter and stuff like that. 
and made like really like a samis and then and then did some grapes and some some chippies with it along for lunch so it was really nice but ever since i've had lunch i've been in the foulest grumpiest mood today and i think it's from the croissant because i although i've been sort of like eating gluten and sort of like you know wheat and stuff i haven't at the same time had like breads and pastas and like any of those sort of things and i pretty i sort of dropped my mom off at home because she also came for lunch with us and then me and mum went for a pedicure. Um, then, and it's just, it sort of like dawned on me. I thought, it's the bloody croissants. Maybe so grumpy. Because there's some take, there's some like takeaway salamis that you get from like, like M&S and um, uh, Waitrose. And, you know, like when you, when you stop at the shop and you can get a, you can get a sandwich with a packet of chips and a, and a cool drink and like a little meal deal. So the the M&S sandwiches make me completely loopy. I become so grumpy from them. And I almost like can't get my mood right. And I think it's the sugar in the in the in the in the bread. And it just makes me completely grumpy. So I don't normally eat their sandwiches. And I think again, these are really yummy crusty croissants. I think um they definitely made me a little bit grumpy today. So hopefully I can get over myself and get out of my bad mood. So I should be fine soon. Um and I can't remember if last week I mentioned that I found the most gorgeous desk. So I um I've I've been scouring Facebook Marketplace for a writing desk or writer's desk that I really wanted in my flat. And I keep putting offers in and then like sort of losing them to other people. And I managed to find this little writer's desk which I got for £35. And it needed a little bit of love. The uh, leather on the top of it is, is really, really sort of falling apart. And there were a couple of um door hooks or door you know, door handles that were missing. But when we moved the desk and we we took the drawers out to move the desk and we actually found all of the handles with the back of the cupboard and the key for it. Um, so it was it was a really great sort of save. I managed to get all the parts for it. And then I was going to sand it down and sort of revive it. And every single person I spoke to is almost like looked at me in sheer shock and, and like jumped backwards almost. Be like, how dare you? It's got so much character. So I've decided not to do that, but I am looking to replace the leather on the top. And I, jeez, you know, the pieces of leather that I seem to be finding, one is like 120 pounds just for the little leather piece. Otherwise, you can buy these absolute meterage of, of, of hide um, that I obviously just don't need to replace it. So if anybody has any connections or you do this sort of thing, please hook me up. Find me on my Instagram, which is just James Podcast which is just underscore James underscore podcast or my Facebook group, which is just James podcast. Um, and give me a heads up if you know of um, where I can replace this piece from, you know, at the same breath, I got this table for the most amazing sort of price. It was just dude that was just trying to get it out of the way and get rid of it. Um, you know, I don't want to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on it now. You know, I just kind of want it to be like one of those great things, great deals that you find and sort of, sort of work on it but anyway so if you've got any great deals let me know i'll keep you guys posted if i find um find sort of a a replacement for it um sorry if you can hear a door banging in the background as i mentioned my brother's around and he's slamming doors <laughs> he just looked at me with a really sorry face <laughs> so yeah as i mentioned you know i'm i'm exceptionally close to my family i'm really lucky I have grown up in a really great um, home with both my parents um, and obviously my two brothers. And um, 
you know, we, we've had a, we, we're very close and we have a really good family bond and we, you know, we enjoy spending time together. We love holidaying together, you know, and I just think bonding with your family is a really important thing and something that, that, um, that should, you know, takes you through your life. I mean, for the rest of my life, my brothers will, are my best friends, you know, um, I would die for them and take their sides over anything. So there's nothing I would never do that, that sort of I'd put my family first. Um, but you know, some families just don't have that that bond and that that togetherness. And me and Nick were talking about it earlier. I said, "Oh, what should I talk about with my podcast?" You know, today. And he said, "Well, why don't you talk about family bonding and things that would would help your family bond and activities that you can do that that sort of like help parents and childrens enjoy each other's time and actually like put down the cell phone, put down the games, and spend some time together." And we sort of thought about things like movie nights. You know, we used to, I still like a movie night. If my, if my baby brother comes around, we sit and watch movies, we'll absolutely giggle and laugh, get a really good takeaway and just like sort of spend time together. You know, I'll watch a movie because we've got different tastes. So we'll pick one of his movies, one of mine, get some popcorn, some candy or something healthy, depending on what you want. And just sort of just spending time together and just putting down that cell phone. Um, some people like to volunteer together, you know, they go and do things in the community, sort of helping other families, you know, serving meals with shelters, um, pick another family that maybe is less fortunate than yourselves and spending a bit of time with them, you know, in a similar project, you can even help sort of do, um, you know, help people with their home repairs, you could go and mow your neighbor's lawns, there's so many things that you could do together that you could sort of volunteer in your community that just also just really teaches kids in particular the um you know the values of just of helping one another one thing i love to do is i love baking i love cooking you know i really enjoy um you know making things so you know baking in the kitchen together especially with young kids is always a really fun task kids dig baking i mean i don't have small people um, but I mean, every small people I've ever, small people, small person I've ever looked after, the minute we bring in baking into the equation, it sort of like makes it really great. Sorry, I was just having a sip of water. Um, but you can make cookies, do things together. Often like, especially like the holiday season. I dated a boy about a gazillion years ago in, um, that lived in Minnesota. And I had gone through to Minnesota to spend a bit of time with the family, you know, meet his family and, you know, do all of that sort of stuff. And, um, it was, it was very close to sort of Christmas time. And the one thing that has never left me is that the whole family baked these cookies together, sat around the kitchen. There was great Christmas music that, you know, we all drank, um, eggnog and like everyone's in Christmas jumpers. And then after the, all the cookies were baked, we sat and decorated them it was one of the, it's just always stuck with me how fun that was. And it was something that us as a family never particularly did. Um, but I think it's something that I would love to sort of do with my kids one day, push onto, you know, push onto them, force them, um, that they could do. And I just thought it was a really great, like, festive thing. You can give those cookies to your neighbors, to your friends, to your family, as, as something that you've all done as a family as well. And I just loved that idea. And we always had to sit down for dinner as a family. You know, it was really important that you sit down, you have a conversation, you know, you eat together, you bond together, you talk about your day, you talk about your highs and lows, whether it just be like ordering a pizza or actually just sitting down to dinner. It was a really great thing that, that to do, you know, rather than all 
piling in front of the... T- I mean, I suppose sitting in front of the TV works as well. As long as it's sort of a conversation and there's a bonding and you guys can actually, like, touch base at the end of a long day. Um, go for... I mean, you can even go for a picnic. Um, you know, my 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 mom loves doing that. Um, they, you know, if, if her and her partner are separated for any reason, they'll each go to their own picnic for one and sit on FaceTime. And they have a picnic together, which is very freaking cute. <laughs> but, you know, go for a picnic with your family, especially in summer. You know, it's, you know, with this whole epidemic of us not being able to go anywhere, the one thing that they did allow sort of first was, was going for a picnic. And I started picnicking with some friends or, you know, I haven't, and family and things like that. And I really sort of valued, valued a picnic a little bit more. Um you know, just sitting in a field, grab a ball, you guys can play a ball game, frisbee, take the dogs along, it's just really nice to get outside. Board games are also a really good thing. Um, <laughs> whether whether Monopoly is a good or a bad thing, I'm not sure. I think it will either make or break a family. But there's so many games that you can play with a family. We always do it around Christmas where, you know, we sit around sit around the table and play a board game or a card game. And often just for hours, just sort of sitting at the table you know, share share a good couple of bottles of wine and just really have fun with, with the family and the kids, you know. I mean, I suppose you could do things like the Wii or the PlayStation, um, but it could become a little bit just a game for two, initially or challenging each other, you know, maybe play a game that there's short rounds and then, you know, mom and, mom and dad can challenge, you know, Jim, Jimmy and Joe can challenge, Beth and Sam can challenge, you know, and you sort of get to get to a round robin winner at the end. That's always that's always an idea. But you know, and if you're an outside person, there's basketball and things like that. But just playing games as a family and sort of bonding with with that as well. Um, you know, taking a walk. I think I think getting some fresh air is always a really good thing. And um I must say, I mean, Nick earlier, I w- I wanted to record the podcast and he was like, let's go for a walk. And um, it was a really great idea. I must say, it actually like cleared the cobwebs. I felt much better. We ended up catching up with my mom, getting my mom to come along, and we sort of ended up doing just over a five k walk today, which was great. You know, sort of discuss the world and make the world right while you're both walking together and sort of spending time with with your family. So, and also you're getting good exercise. So you can do hiking trails or local parks. Um, great idea back if you've got a backyard unfortunately in england not all of us have gardens unfortunately like myself i live in a in a block of flats so i can't really do do much in the garden um, perspective but you could do backyard camping or just build a fort in the lounge you know if you if you've got if you've got the space and you've got the duvets then just you know build build it put little fairy lights in it and sort of have fun you know cook hot dogs and marshmallows outside and just as a family spend the night um, st- storytelling and sing-alongs, you don't have to go anywhere. It doesn't have to cost the family money. It's just stuff that you can do together. You know, borrow a tent and a sleeping bag if you don't have one. Um, you know, get get dad to, to hide in the back and pretend he's a bear. I mean, there's so many things you can do in the backyard that, um, you know, just it's all about just spending time together. Even if it's just sitting and watching a sunset, um, it's just the, the purpose of what I'm trying to suggest is actually just spending time together. Um, you can do bird watching. You can do family nights out. If you want to go to dinner and watch a movie or to go temp and bowling, go to a concert, go, go putt-putting. This, you know, it's, it's, the point is to actually have a fun night out where you're spending time together and choosing a different activity. Let every family member 
Say first week is your choice, second week is Timmy, third week is Joe. You all have a choice. You all do something that each that each family member wants to do. Um, there's really also fabulous book series out there that you could read as a family. You know, I, I know like when the Harry Potter series came out, there was really, you know, you could all sit down and, and read along, uh, discuss the book. It's almost like a mini book club for the family. You know, if you all want to read different books and then switch and swap, uh, you know, you've you've all got to, and you can discuss the books once you finish with them as a family. There's there's so many different things you can do. Crafting. I mean, some of these ideas also came down to things you can do in quarantine and how to keep the family busy in quarantine. But at the same time, it's also just about bonding as a family. So making crafts, craft projects, painting. You know, Christmas is coming, guys. Before we even breathe, it's going to be Christmas again. You know, why don't you start making ornaments as a family that you can send to your friends and, and loved ones with your with your annual Christmas cards? Um, you know, or like even just creating those pieces that you're going to use on your Christmas tree. I mean, we're already in, I almost said September. We're, all, we're already in August. I can't believe it's August already. Um, so there's so many different things that you can do to just help bond as a family, you know. Um, you know, sometimes you you come home from school. You, I call work school because I don't believe I'm old enough to be an adult, and adults go to work. So but I always say to my friends, "How was your day at school?" <laughs> but kids in general, you know, they do come home from school, and then you complete homework. Then it's bath time. Then it's dinner time, and then before you know it, it's just this dead routine that I think we all unfortunately just get busy in and we forget that there's so much more we should be doing just to bond. We all live in the same household, but we might as well actually find things that we find interesting that the family can do together that's really going to sort of bond you as a family. And I must say, I mean, I've got, I'm probably speaking from my soapbox because I, I'm very fortunate that I had such a great, I have such a great family life and I have such a great um, support system within my family. So I'm very, very lucky um, that I can sort of give advice and sort of say, you know, this we've, we're really, really close. And, you know, no, we didn't do all of these things as kids, but, you know, we certainly do a lot of them now. Um, and we do sort of spend quite a bit of time together as a family. We phone each other really regularly. And, you know, we, we really, I miss my family when they're not around and I hope that they miss me even though I'm full of shit. But, uh, you know, we're a close family. <laughs> so I've been talking to my brother, uh, as I mentioned, for the fifth time, I think, on this podcast, I've mentioned he's here. Um, he, like myself, I'm a master diver, love diving. I, I dive every chance I possibly can, and I've been so slack at doing it lately. And I think it's just one of those things, you get stuck in London life. And, I, you know, you don't holiday as much as you want to. You, you know, you sort of do, you you. you you live, you know, day, day goes by. And Nick started diving around the UK. Um, he's joined a, and this is actually my review for the day. This is a, not coming from myself. This is coming from Nick as a great review. Um, but he's joined the Pool Diving Society. Um, and I think he pays an annual fee. It's a really small, decent fee. And he managed to last weekend, last Saturday, do a, a wreck dive right outside the UK for 25 quid. And he, he said the water was 16 degrees. Great. You didn't feel like you needed these like big heavy wetsuits because I think some of the fears about diving around the UK is that you're going to end up, um, you know, with all these layers and stuff on. And he sort of said that he felt overprepared for it and um, ended up not actually needing 
you know, all the all the, the equipment that he had. But there's, I started researching all the places to dive. There are so many cool places around the UK that you can actually go and dive. And Red Bull, in particular, I'm just giving them a shout out on this, have got the 10 best scuba diving locations in the UK. And if you go and have a look at their website or sort of Google the 10 best scuba diving locations in the UK, they come up first. And they've got some very cool places and like wreck dives that are so close. You can literally do shore dives off the UK and you can go and see really cool things, wrecks and caves and stuff that are like honestly right around, um, you know, right around the block from us pretty much that I never really considered myself. I kind of always thought, oh, it's too cold. I can't dive around the UK. There'll be no visibility. It's going to be a shit dive. And ended and like Nick showed me quite a couple of videos that he's sort of taken on. I want to say GoPro, but I think there's something else that he used. Um, and the visibility is amazing. The amount of fish he saw, um, you know, the lobsters that that he saw, they were absolutely impatient. Like I'm jealous. I really want to go diving. So I'm sort of selling myself, talking to you guys about this, that I need to go diving. So I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks I'm gonna um, get my get my A and G, and do a little bit of local diving. But if you guys have got any cool spots around you, I mean, let me know about it because I always I'm always love diving and I want to sort of dive as much as I can. Um, and I, you know I'm I'm a I'm a paddy master diver, so I really want to sort of dive a lot more. So yeah, if you guys have got any suggestions or if you've been to any cool places, one of my favorite favorite dive spots in the world is in Cozumel, Mexico. And I, when I worked on cruise ships years ago, it was probably one of my favorite locations I've ever been to. Um, so I would literally recommend it than any other place um, I've ever been to. But I mean, I'm sure there's many, many places around the world that you can go to. Um, so yeah, so that's that. And then of course, lately, I've been looking to improve my LinkedIn profile. And I think everybody, you know, I spoke last week and I think I've had quite a mass response from, from people that are looking for work at the moment. And obviously I did a podcast on starting your own business and I've had so many listens to it. I really appreciate it, guys. It's amazing. I really, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I put my heart and soul into my podcast. So I really appreciate it when you really do listen to it. Um, and, you know, and then you do DM me and you send me messages and, you know, thank me or, you know, for, for what I've told you about it's, it's really I really do really appreciate it and I really do encourage you to contact me if you ever want to as I said on my on my LinkedIn's probably uh, on my LinkedIn on my Instagram's probably the best way which is just James podcast um but I started looking at you know everybody at the moment has got to improve their CVs you, you know everybody's looking for work oh, I say everybody you know what I mean the, those that are are um and one of the things that I have always found as a useful tool for finding work is LinkedIn and my past three roles have all come from LinkedIn jobs um, and I think making your your profile in LinkedIn stand out is more um, powerful than you actually realize so adding things like a headshot have a picture of yourself don't have a picture of yourself staring at the floor or like with a drink in your hand this is a professional platform. You know, keep that for your Facebook. Keep that for your Instagram. Your LinkedIn is a business platform that potential employers are going to look at. If there's just a picture of you staring into the distance that, and you can't actually see your face, 
it's not a valid picture for LinkedIn. It's not the right platform. You have to have a really good front-facing picture that is going to be, imagine what your picture would look like on your company's website. That's the type of headshot you need on there. Not a picture of you partying. It's just not the place for it. And have a great headline. You know, there's a position there where you can actually put a little bit about yourself. It's the first little line. It's your current position. It's why you, what you can do. 120 characters on why they should look at you. It's like a little tiny billboard advertisement about you and what you do. So instead of you listing like all of your credentials, keep your target audience in mind. Are you speaking to industry peers? Are you speaking to customers? Are you speaking to headhunters? And write, it, write to the target audience. So if, for example, you say, advertising rep helps clients create winning brand strategies with over 300 successful clients. That's exactly what you just want to say. It's all you need to say. It's all you need to do. Um, and you basically tell them what you do and what you bring to the table in a really easy and effective way. It's really important. Um, and then create an interesting summary about yourself. You've got 2,000 characters to work with, so you can dive in a little bit deeper. Focus on some of, you know, don't focus on your past experience, but focus on what you've done well and what you can bring to the prospective employers. Your CV's there for all of that bits and bobs. This is your, like, you're getting keywords that's crucial here to make a strong connection in your field. So pay attention. It's you. This is, somebody will read your profile for five seconds, make a quick assumption about you and move on or be interested and dive down further into, into the bottom of your um into your credentials so be creative you know paint a picture of who you really are professionally you know there's there's some really great powerful linkedin summary profiles that you can have a look at um you know if you sort of google in how to write a powerful linkedin profile summary i'll repeat that type in how to write a powerful linkedin profile summary and there are some really great articles that are going to come up that are really going to help you with that and then highlight your experience. You've got a CV to do a lot of the like point by points of what um, of what you do. You don't have like a two in the UK when you write a CV, it's like a two page rule. Like everything should fit into two pages and that's it. In South Africa, you can have a 20 page CV. It doesn't make a difference. And in fact, you should probably have a 20 page CV in South Africa to stand out. Um, but in the UK, it's a two, two page rule. That's it. Um, so if you've got a you've got a really short space to sort of fill out information, and on LinkedIn you can um, you can put as much information as you really want to. It's not a two page rule. You've got you know internet readers have got very short attention spans. So just remember that. Don't write these like absolutely long winded explanations about each thing. Four interesting facts and four impressive bullet points, and that's the end. Oh, sorry, four two to four interesting facts maybe say two to four uh, bullet points about the job and that's it. That's all you need to put in there. And then use visual media, you know, put a really nice background picture in, um, connect yourself to Twitter, connect yourself to Facebook, connect to the company's websites that you work for so that they can then go and, and sort of visually see what you did and they're not searching for information. Infographics are really great for this. YouTube videos you can add into this. It's be creative. This is this is what's going to make you stand out and demand attention. And of course, you know, start making connections. The more connections you have, the more your network's going to grow. And even when you're not just looking for a role, but in a role, the more connections you have, you can start wheeling and dealing with your with your customers and your your clients. And when you connect with people, 
it creates a professional network for you. That So if somebody is looking to sort of have a look at you and go, wow, you've got 7,000 connections. It looks impressive. It looks great, you know, and you, you're connected with the right people. You know, ask your customers for recommendations. Ask your bosses for recommendations. Um, you know, keep your page really active. It's the more information that you have on there. This is a consistent online resume. It's a networking social site for your business. And it, the most you can, the more you can get out of it, the better it's going to help you. And I can assure you that my LinkedIn is is I'm consistently being asked for uh, for by recruiters consistently if I'm looking for work. I make a lot of connections. If I'm looking for a customer, if I can't get hold of them, I pop it over to them on LinkedIn. It's very easy to actually, it's a really powerful tool. It's a really easy tool to use once you get the hang of it. But optimize your profile and it sells who you are. It's a really, really, really great tool. Um, and I would honestly, if you, if you're really struggling with it, send me a DM, let's chat about it. I'll help, I'll have a look at your LinkedIn, give you some advice. I'm not an expert in, in the, in, in any sense of the word. Let's just make that very clear, but I am here to help and it's worked for me. So the only thing I can ever tell you is what, what honestly works for myself, for my, um, you know, what works in my interests. So I hope it helps guys. Good luck. Um, so last week's conundrum, you know, Michelle, who is my beautiful American friend that gets this every week. I, she beat every single one of you to this once again last week. So Michelle, I'm sorry. You, I think you're going to win this year, (laughs) but last week's conundrum is what has, um, a head and a tail, but no body. And the answer to that was a coin. So I think I have, oh, I didn't add them. I didn't count how many of you got hold of me. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll get better. And next week, I promise you, I will um, I'll count how many of you guys got it right next week. I'm sorry. I, and I don't want to sit on my phone right now and have a look at it for you. because It'll just take too long. Um, so I do apologize that I haven't given you guys a shout out. I promise you next week I will. To all of you that do make the effort to come back and, and give me the answers. Uh, but this week, dun, dun, dun. If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you haven't got me. What am I? So I'll repeat that. If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you haven't got me. What am I? So send me your answers on Instagram, on uh, the DM, which is Just James Podcast. And guys, if you're looking for merch, I know some of you were looking for Just James Podcast on Etsy. Unfortunately, I couldn't get the name. Um, There's too many products that come up. And again, I'm sorry, guys, that you couldn't find me. Um, it's the, my Etsy page is Jamesy's Gifts, which is J-A-M-S-I-E-S Gifts. And you'll find hoodies and tote bags there for Just James Podcast with my logo and Dream of Puppies as well. So, um, if, for those of you guys looking for merch, it is there. Um, and this week's social media minute, I have to give a shout out. I follow a page on Instagram called Not The Worst Marriage. And they, yesterday and the, and the prior day, had uh, been giving the opposite advice for people that wanted, um, that were asking marriage questions and they were hilariously answered questions. I was crying laughing at their answers. They've got a really great outlook to marriage and like not taking it too seriously and just 
living a really happy married life. And it's a really, really great podcast, uh, a podcast Instagram to listen to. Um, so, um, the, um, oh, I'm sorry, I got distracted for a moment there. <laughs> so, um, the, no, uh, the social media for this week is not the worst marriage. Sorry about that. My brother is distracting me because he's making creaking noises on my floor. And I'm worried that you guys can hear the creaking. It sounds like I've got a ghost in my house. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. This is the end. I want to thank you so much for following me this week. Um, you know, either run the day or the day will run you. But I hope you dream of puppies. And I can't wait to chat to you next week. I love you. Goodbye.